I caught my wife cheating and she made my daughter hate me and somehow made it my fault. We were married for 19 years, together for 23 years when she became aloof and distant, finally declaring that our marriage seemed likely over and that she was on a healing path, AA, while I was broken, engaged in my career, doting on family, music making, furniture building, friends, and sports. She was spending increasing amounts of time out of the house to help celebrate a friend's sobriety. Our teenage daughter and I were home together with without mom many nights. Things got increasingly worse with my wife stating she was willing to not file for divorce until our daughter went off to college with occasionally vocalizing, what am I thinking? We've built a great life together, interludes. Finally, after about five months of this, I couldn't take it anymore. I read her emails and searched on love. Bang. I confronted her. She asked what I found out. My first mistake was that I told her. I got a new set of lies from her that conveniently served as the least harmful explanation of my evidence. She said, we only made out once. It was awful. We're just friends. I was crushed. Having endured this before with my first wife, I told her she had to end contact with this guy and we spent the weekend rebonding, or so I thought. Things seemed to be on a healing path, but over the next couple of weeks, she started backsliding into the acrimony that she had inflicted upon me earlier. She began to urge me to work on my upper chest. I told her that I commuted by bicycle 20 miles a day and I was in very good shape. I said I felt fine about my body. Her boyfriend had some big chest I would learn. Then there were more night celebrations. I got a phone she had recently upgraded from and I did a deep forensics dive. I found very explicit text messages indicating full carnality. It turns out her lover was an opiate junkie she met in AA. 5 foot 8 inches to my 6 foot 2 inches. He was bankrupt, estranged from his family, pock faced, poorly educated. I graduated from a top 10 university and was and currently am a technology executive making very good money. I was at least relieved that this reinforced my existing knowledge that it was never about me. I reconfronted her. She wanted to know what new information I found. I told her, no, you'll just make up a new set of lies. You tell me everything or get out of my house. And you keep in mind, I already know more than you can imagine. It all came spilling out in ugly waves. All of the moves when they did the deed, as one is driven into self-destruction, I insisted she write it all out in detail. I confronted her junkie boyfriend at the third-rate hotel he worked in. I blew that up. His hotel chain transferred him after I confronted him in the lobby. He he. I told her I would consider the gift of reconciliation, but that she had an enormous amount of work to win back my shattered trust. She seemed grateful for the chance. My second mistake was I should have insisted she move out for some period of time. Unbeknownst to me, our teenage daughter had been reading her mom's emails and knew all the tawdry details. A couple of weeks after the big D-Day, my daughter got sloshed, popped some pills, and drove a car off the road, miraculously not injuring herself or others as the car flipped, teetering above a swollen creek. My daughter got a huge DWI and was kicked out of national National Honor Society and shamed at school. Her mom decided I had to deal with all of this because she couldn't do it herself. A couple of weeks later, her mom screamed at our daughter, F you, F you, F you, F you, you're the reason I want to get red nose sloshed. You're the reason I want to put a bullet through my dome. Then she peeled out of the driveway at a high rate of speed to a fate my daughter and I could not ponder. Our daughter was extremely upset as one could imagine. I reassured her that her mother's outburst was completely unacceptable and was about her mother 
mother's cognitive and emotional state, not a reflection on her, my daughter. Her mom eventually returned, remorseful, but minimizing what she had done. Then a transformation occurred where our daughter had been overly angry at her mother. Now our daughter knew she couldn't be angry at her mother as it could lead to her mother unliving herself, which in the twisted logic of mom's tantrum would be our daughter's fault. So our daughter took her otherwise understandable anger out at me. Her mom, greatly relieved, fomented her daughter's re-vectored impulse to be angry at me. Her mom encouraged her to see me as the villain and the rightful recipient of the rage. As a lush, her mom had to protect her lush ego, and if it meant emotionally manipulating slash taking advantage of her own daughter, then no problem. Things got worse and worse. My wife began to see herself as a real victim in all of this, which in perverse hindsight, she actually was. She declared with great relief that I've forgiven myself. She would stalk me on internet support groups for victims of infidelity. My third mistake was telling her about my support systems where she would find fodder for new screaming arguments. As should fairly be predictable by now, things completely fell apart. A year into our attempted reconciliation, she erupted in a mocking diatribe about my deepest insecurities and sadness, the place every longtime spouse knows about the other and knows never to exploit. She went there, imitating me from moments years prior where I had shared my deepest vulnerability abilities. She mockingly went into fake tears, exaggerated self-pity while manically cackling at my extreme discomfort. But that was my light bulb moment. And now I see it as a wonderful and enlightening event. If in this time in which I was offering the gift of an opportunity to win back my trust, she was willing to obliterate all forms of marital decorum to exploit the intimate vulnerabilities I had shared with her, my spouse of some 20 years in order to vent her misdirected shame, then clearly and irrevocably, she could never be trusted again. At that moment, I knew I had to be rid of this cancer. I was now certain I could never trust her again, and I was not willing to be in a relationship with an irredeemably untrustworthy person. Where I had been racked with ambivalence before, I had a calm certainty now. The divorce settlement was ugly. I ended up paying her 200 thousand dollars to keep the house I had already paid for and keep my pension that I had worked 20 years for. Even though she worked and made a good salary, I had paid all the household bills, mortgage, car payments, taxes, insurance, food, etc. for the entire marriage. I'm not sure where all her money went over the years, but likely to her junkie boyfriend. Who knows? The saving grace was the house appraiser she and her attorney insisted on ended up lowballing the value of the house by several hundred thousand dollars. That saved me from real financial ruin and I got to keep my dream house, a custom-made high-end home perched on a ridge on three wooded acres high above a beautiful, environmentally preserved river. It's not a huge home, but has a detached recording studio for my music, a woodworking shop, and is the calmest place I've ever been. Four years later, things are much better for my daughter and me. Our relationship is strong again. Although her scars are still vicious and deep, she got into a very competitive college in New York City where she's about to graduate. She tells me how much she appreciates that I never badmouth her mom. 
around her at least, while telling me how stressful it is when her mom curses me and speaks disparagingly about me openly and to anyone who will listen. Now my ex refers to her affair as my cry for help and blames me for not seeing it as such. As she tells her remaining friends, I just slept with this guy a few times and the OP was too selfish to try and understand my pain. In her telling, it was doing the deed. She will never understand how minor that is compared to the overall context of complete destruction of trust. When I hear these statements through the grapevine, my overwhelming reaction is one of relief. Now I have an amazing girlfriend who is emotionally competent and my daughter likes her too. Here's what I wish I did. Number one, a full 180. Number two, demanded a post-nuptial agreement as a symbol of her commitments to reconciliation. Number three, invited her to move out as soon as I had proof of her cheating. Here's what I'm glad that I did. I hung in there until I had 100% certainty. Number two, I never badmouthed her around our daughter. Number three, I found support systems. Number four, I confronted her junkie lover. And finally, I knew this had nothing to do with me, but only my ex's brokenness. This one was totally heart-wrenching. I can't believe the ex-wife still seems to blame the OP, the husband here, for what she did outside the relationship. It kind of seemed like she was floundering for a long time about what to do. She wanted to break up or go on a healing journey. I think that's what she called it. Do all this different stuff. Meanwhile, he was totally oblivious to the fact that she had a whole second life. And one part that's really sad is that she wouldn't even admit it to him directly. She would only admit the things that he would confirm for her first. So understanding that as being the dynamic, it really makes you think how long has this actually been going on and how deep has it been going on? Maybe we only know about this junkie guy because that's the only one that he found. Who knows how many other things were a part of this whole situation. The OP actually touched on this later on and said, blaming the betrayed spouse for one's own cheating is simply chapter seven of the cheater's handbook. Not to overgeneralize, but cheaters are all about impulse, fulfillment, and ego. It's important they convince themselves what they did was rational and reasonable. My ex got all hung up on, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person who just did a bad thing. That was before she went full on blame shifting. And also, what she did to her daughter was very selfish. I mean, she put all of that pressure on the daughter, blaming her for all of her problems when it comes to AA and everything like that. But then, ultimately, the long play was to manipulate the emotions of the daughter to try and somehow divert the blame over to the dad instead of the mom. I mean, that's a really hard play to make. I don't even know how that even worked, but... It seems like it did, at least for a while, until the daughter could see past that, see through it. But in retrospect, the daughter seems to understand what has happened to some degree because she made that comment about, I'm glad that you don't disparage mom around me when that's all she does constantly when I'm around her about you. There's a term that got brought up a few times called hysterical bonding. And the OP actually mentions this when he says, the 180 is hard as hell. I succumbed to hysterical bonding, which worked against the interest of reconciliation and later made me ashamed of my underlying desperation to love bomb her. Then again, it resulted in detaching my fortunes with someone who clearly put her own lush ego above common decency and above her own loved ones. All's well that ends well. To this day, XWW is a mess. My new girlfriend ran into her recently. XWW was going on about it really hurt me that the OP moved on so quickly. It was six months after our split that I began dating. Wow. Someone else responding to this from my throwaway account says, oh man, the hysterical 
physical bonding has been my downfall too. I feel the same way after though, like I'm dirty and used. I've been sticking to the no contact though since the last time and it's really helped me to try and practice the 182. It's all hard as hell though. I'm sure some of you guys have been in a situation that is somewhat similar to this and if you were, let me know what happened down below in the comments and if you haven't been, what would you do if you were in this situation? Don't forget to subscribe to the channel with notifications turned on. Follow the podcast link down below in the description and if you want to hear the next story, there's a link down below in the description as well. I'll see you guys next time.